Welcome to part two of episode three of the Primary Care Nursing and Cancer podcast. In the second part, we're going to be talking to our three patient partners about their experiences of having cancer and the care they've received in both primary and secondary care. And we'll also be exploring what they think could have improved their care as their care transitioned into into primary care. We hope you find it useful. So we're here with our patient partners, Bonnie, Sharon and Christine, who have been sharing with us about their experience of working with the Macmillan Primary Care Nursing Project and what that experience has been like. We'd now like to explore a bit more about the patient's views and what support they would like to see offered. Um, So the first question really is um, just to understand what support you received from primary care at the point of your diagnosis and when you were having treatment. My cancer diagnosis came via the the breast screening process, so I had no contact at all from primary care at, at the point of diagnosis and I had no contact with primary care, or my practice, should I say, um, during my treatment. So I guess it depends which, which route your diagnosis takes as to what, what, mm. what response you get from, from general practice. Mm. But, for, but for me, it was, it was no contact or support at all. I, was, I didn't receive any support from my primary care at the point of diagnosis or during treatment, and I did actually go to the GP initially with a, a breast lump and didn't really hear from them and have not heard from them. After going to my GP for a very long time and with no diagnosis, I was finally referred to another hospital outside of my borough and they sent me through all the tests and once I had my diagnosis, I never saw the GP again, even though they realised that my situation was life-threatening. I was never called in from that diagnosis. I went straight into hospital anyway and so I was just under the care of the doctors and consultants. I never had any contact with the primary care team at all. Okay, so it's kind of following on from that then, what would you have liked, what support would you have liked to have had from your primary care team? I think from my perspective, just an acknowledgement that they understood, they'd seen that I'd been diagnosed with, with cancer, because it obviously is a, a very big personal shock um, to, to accept really just an acknowledgement and just maybe a telephone call to say sorry we understand we've seen that your diagnosis is there anything we can do to help i would nothing more nothing less just an acknowledgement and an offer maybe to talk or come see them should i want it i think that would have been really helpful yeah i i would value that i feel i was very well supported by the hospital so i don't think i needed any other support but an acknowledgement would actually have been helpful yeah, I same again. I would have liked to have once they realised what was happening with me to get some kind of an acknowledgement to say, Sharon, where you know we realise this is what you're going through, or even contact with my family, something to see how I was. But and and the offer would have been would have been great. Okay, so kind of listening to um, both your kind of experiences and kind of what you think is missing, what you would have liked, given that our kind of primary care teams are becoming increasingly kind of multi-professional, do you think necessarily it would need to be the GP that would contact you or would you be happy to be supported, for example, by a nurse or another another member of, of the clinical team? I, I I think it was just an acknowledgement from the, from the practice, really. Um, it wouldn't have to be the GP. 
I have great faith in practice nurses, um, certainly my practice, so mm. it would have been equally helpful. Also, I think it would be equally helpful, whoever it is. It doesn't certainly it doesn't have to be the GP. Mm. I'm not sure if it was someone from the admin team, it perhaps would have had the same effect. But even that, still acknowledging that the practice has acknowledged your situation. Yeah. So I think essentially probably anybody, but perhaps the practice nurse would be someone that you could have a better conversation with. Mm. And I think also after being with my GP for so many months to, towards a year, we had built up a relationship because we were mm-hmm. seeing each other so regularly. Mm-hmm. And so she, I now felt that she knew me. So it would have been good to have had some sort of acknowledgement from her. But also the hospital that I was under, where for the same amount of time they had misdiagnosed me, I would have hoped that they would have had some knowledge from the GP that this had happened, mm. or they would have, you know, communicated mm. to say this has ha- this has actually happened to this lady, mm. and uh, you know I never heard another word. Yeah, so something I think that's about, important. Yeah, so something for you about um, in terms of general practice, even about sort of building a relationship up and kind yeah. of continuity of care for yes. you, which I um, can understand would you know make sense for that same person yeah. to be in contact yeah. with you to say, you know, we've we've heard about this and how you're getting on, but unfortunately, that didn't didn't happen. No. no. Okay, Christine, did you want to add anything? I think probably I would have felt that I would have liked a clinical member of the team to have contacted me. Mm just to acknowledge my diagnosis and the treatment I was going to be undertaking. Okay, so not necessarily the GP, but no, a not clinician. I mean, I have to say, um, from my own personal experience, my breast cancer was identified very, very early, and I just had a lumpectomy. And my, my experience, my treatment was actually very straightforward and, and, and very easy. Um, when I hear other people's stories, it makes me feel very humble. Mm. So for me, particularly because it seemed to be such a, an easy process and I was very confident I was going to get through this, yeah. I think just the practice nurse for me would have been yeah. helpful. Although I had been with my practice for over 30 years. But, yeah. um, yeah. uh, but I think it depends on people's yeah. circumstances. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. for me, I had a very, sorry to say, touch wood, I had a very easy journey. So I guess sort of you know, we've talked about sort of diagnosis and doing treatment. So the other point that we know that uh, patients often feel that they would perhaps need more support is at the end of treatment, mm-hmm. um, when perhaps um, contact from the hospital was a little bit less. So just wondering what, what your experience was of, of, of care at the at the end of treatment and what contact you have from your your primary care teams. My response is exactly the same as I had at my diagnosis. Um, I had no contact from my my GP practice at all and it was only when I went to visit the GP for, for an, another reason I said oh have you got any details on your screen about my my cancer treatment and the doctor looked and said oh yes <laughs> so you did and that was essentially the, the, the first time I'd had any discussion about my cancer treatment at all. I haven't had any contact with the GP or the primary care team concerning my breast cancer at all. Yeah, I'm not sure if they have it on the screen, but uh, as far as you know, it's in your record. But I would hope so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't been discharged from the hospital yet, so I'm still okay. under the hospital. So, okay. In some ways, I think they're relying on the fact that I'm being treated mm-hmm. at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it's often the assumption. Yeah. 
I must admit, because I had to go to the GP to get education, mm. follow-up medication after mm. a treatment, I know that I was a priority patient. So they made me a priority patient, but that was only because I was still under chemo as an outpatient. Mm. If I needed anything, then I would go to the GP. But apart from that, I was never called in. I was never asked how I was. And even four years on, They've never, ever asked me how I am, apart from if I go for an unconnected medical condition or issue. So no, I'm the same. Nothing's changed. Okay. So the sort of similar follow-up question to that then is, uh, you know, what, what support would you like to see at the end of treatment? And is there a particular member of the healthcare team that you think would be best placed to do it? Or does it very much depend on your relationship to them or, or who's available? Well, we, we now have a cancer care review. When I had my treatment, it was really very early days in the development of a cancer care review, so that, that wasn't really for general practice to provide that. So I think that any patient, as soon as they're discharged from their main treatment, should be offered a, a cancer care review to discuss any issues that you, that you may have, agree any forward programme if it's necessary. I would be happy for that to have been done by a primary care nurse, but on the basis that she'd had some sort of training to mm. give that holistic care necessary for, mm. for a cancer care review. And hopefully some sort of plan that if you if you do need it, to have a regular review, if necessary. Not everyone needs it, mm. but if, if you have got consequence of a cancer treatment, for example, mm. uh, or maybe major psychological issues, then I think some ongoing support would be really helpful. And, and I would leave it up to that discussion with your primary care nurse as to whether the GP needs to be involved in that discussion if they need to be referred on for something else. And I do well, just, but, but mm. please don't just leave us out there to get on with it ourselves. Yes, I would agree entirely with what Bonnie has said, and that I think that some acknowledgement of the fact that you've had a breast, a cancer, you've had some treatment, and uh, life does go on, but we may have issues relating to that, and uh, it's much more difficult to bring that up with someone that you who hasn't really acknowledged that this has happened to you. And so whilst I don't feel I actually need support at the moment, I don't know what life is going to bring around mm. the corner, and... Uh, it would be nice to know that someone had acknowledged that uh, I had been through what is a very difficult cancer story. Yeah, and I, I would have loved to have been called in to say, how are you, what are you going through, mm -hmm. a cancer care review, not just from a clinical side, but from maybe holistic dietary, because, you know, I've put on a lot of weight, I'm not getting any exercise, what could I do to help me? Now my day-to-day -day living, it's totally changed. I was commuting to work, now I'm at home. I think there's so much that could have been done in that three, four years since I left hospital mm. and nothing was done. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was a, my GP or a nurse, a primary care nurse, that wouldn't... It just would have been good to be able to share what I was going through. Mm. In, in the end, it was Macmillan that actually helped me with a lot of the things that I think that maybe the services I could have got from the GP. Okay, so about something about not knowing what's out there and being signposted to the right the right services. But the thing yeah. is, I was asking the questions. I was asking about my weight. I was asking about, you know, my diet. Mm. I was asking, you know, the right things, but I didn't actually know that there was a thing called a cancer care review, mm -hmm. but I was still being told that there was no access for me for any of this, and, and I 
you know, was turned away and, and with nothing. So, and, and when you come out of hospital, having had chemo, having had all the attention for six weeks in hospital, teams of clinicians and everybody caring for you, mm-hmm. to suddenly being left on your own mm-hmm. and with, with nothing, it's very hard. I, I, I was finding it very difficult to cope. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I um, managed to access some of these things that I needed to pick me up. If you look at me then and look at me now, I've mm. totally changed. Mm. And um, for the better, because of just being able to access some of the uh, facilities and the care yeah. through the Cancer Care Review Programme. So perhaps if you'd had a cancer care review at the end of your treatment, um, yeah. you would have found out much earlier what was out there and, exactly. and this perhaps been signposted to some yes. of the services yes. that you better. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Um, has anybody got anything else they'd like to add? I think only that I think this, this, this project uh, has been very successful and has identified a need and uh, has provided a solution to that need and patient's need. And I just hope, as I've said earlier, that, that this is taken on board across the country and uh, that we as patients and future patients yeah. can benefit from what I think will be an enormous improvement to mm-hmm. service. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I agree. Great. So a huge thank you to Bonnie, Sharon and Christine from all of us. Um, We've no doubt our project is richer and better reflects the patient voice from from having their input and their polite challenge where it's been appropriate. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you. Thank you. So it's great to have had this opportunity to talk and listen to our patient partners about the support they'd like um, from primary care. It's really interesting to hear how the three patients felt well supported in secondary care, but it's really contrasted from their experience of their out-of-hospital care, their um, experiences they had had no contact from their primary care team after their diagnosis. I think a small intervention at this point could make a real difference. There was also agreement between the three that um, different members of the primary care team could have provided that intervention. So that could be a practice nurse, for example, or another non-medical member of the team. But I think there was an understanding that that person needed to have some training or education around cancer. I think the other point of learning for us as a project team was some of the unintended benefits for the patients of being involved in the project. I think a particular example of that is is Sharon's experience. Having some involvement with the project team enabled her to find out about local services, which then had a, a great positive impact on her quality of life. The fact that it took involvement in the project for her to find out about those services, I guess, really highlights some of the gaps in our current services. Another learning for us as a project team has been some of the other benefits for patients that were outlined during the discussion. So for example, I think all the patients talked about increased confidence as a result of being um, involved in the project, which is really great to hear. And I guess overall, we're really pleased that there's mutual benefit for both the project and for the individuals involved. So we hope you have found this episode interesting and we've demonstrated some of the mutual benefits of working together with patients. Thanks for listening.